Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential arts. I am your host, Christian Espinal, and joining me through Discord is my co-host, Joshua Cole. He's good, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also joining... <laughs> yeah, he's finally got good lighting. Uh, and uh, joining me again through Discord is uh, our co-producer, and now I guess like co uh, like third chair until we get everything back to normal. It's a Brian! Edge Lord, big news, Espinal. What's up, dorks? Hello, friend. It's good to be back. Uh, we're recording on a sat on a Friday night, uh, a little later than usual. But you know what? It's our show. We can do whatever we want. It's <laughs> it's all good. Um, this is uh, we got a new theme song too to commemorate our 60th episode. Very excited. Uh, this uh, theme song was by our new friend uh, Drum Foo. Uh, we'll tell you where you can find him in the minute, but uh, let's get into plurgers right away. You can find me at the Chris Espinel on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore thirty seven. Yeah, yeah. Instagram as well. All right, Brian, where you at? You can find me at on B dot ESP on both Twitter, Instagram, and unfortunately TikTok. Yeah, not unfortunately. Be proud. Because I'll tell you what, we're on TikTok too. The podcast is also on TikTok. You can find, uh, you can find the uh, show. Yeah, you can find the show itself uh, at, on Twitter, Instagram, and also TikTok now at New Jump City. Uh, all of that. Uh, our theme song is by Drum Foo. We mentioned earlier, new friend of the show, recommended to us by uh, other friend of the show, Luke Travis. Uh, you can follow him at Drum Foo, uh, Drum underscore Foo. That's D R U M underscore F U. Uh, find him on that. He's super cool, easy to work with. If you guys need any like music needs done, he's very cool, and uh, he has, he has very reasonable rates. So uh, go to him. Obviously talented. Yeah, super talented. Do you hear this thing? It's fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you can email the show itself at newjumpcitypod at gmail com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, this podcast has been going on for over a year. We have um, a full backlog of episodes, over like 49 episodes that we don't have video version for. So uh, go into that, check out the archives on that. And if you're listening on audio, we're on YouTube now, full video capabilities. So click on the link in the description. It'll take you to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Smash that like button and also leave us a uh, five star review on iTunes, spot uh, on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you guys listen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I guess for plurgs, we got a big ass show today. American comics are yeah. back in full swing, so we have a whole ton to talk about. Yeah, so uh, let's not waste any time, and uh, let's get right into the randomizer. Black Clover. Uh, this is Black Clover, Chapter 251, Cursed Devil. Uh, last we left off, uh, all of the fodder villain villains have been defeated, and uh, we open this chapter with a little bit more of that. Um... We see uh, Gaja has like finished off the remaining like douchebag monster dudes. He's uh, standing there yeah, looking cool. Nice, so, yeah, you know, he was the only one that didn't move. Yeah, and all the other like, <laughs> God bless you, sir. And all the other um, mages of his caliber are like, man, 
even amongst us, like super cool, awesome arcane stage mages, Gaja's above all of us, you know. Uh, oh yeah, color pages as well. Uh, it's Charmy and the and her wolf stand being uh, <laughs> as Little Red Riding Hood and uh, and the wolf. It's cute. I always like overlook the color pages, and that's my fault. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but uh, back to the story at hand. Meanwhile, at Loro Pachika's lair, uh, you know they're they're out here just monitoring the situation when uh, a fucking the wall bursts through, and a Lickitung mage comes through and starts trying to fuck shit up. But they're ready for it. They, yeah, this guy, yeah. And uh, they immediately go into attack mode, like, on site. They go f- full-fledged, like, solar beam attack, and uh, they end him pretty easily. Oh, yeah, they set it on him. Crazy. Yeah, they, they hit him pretty I hard. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, but uh, who's behind him? Uh, eventually, like, after they defeat him, someone is lurking from the background, and it's uh, Vanica, the third of the Dark Triad. Uh uh, the only female member, she comes in and she's like, "I'm gonna fuck you guys up," <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah, she she's a thug for sure. Yeah, and I believe on that one. Yeah, uh, Laura Pachika is yeah. like, I'll take a word from it. Laura Pachika is like, "Why are you attacking all these innocent people?" And you know, Vanica just kind of gives the same answer that she has that all these other villains have. It's just like, because we want you to fight seriously, you know, mm-hmm. I'm bad guy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like on the one hand, it was like, you know, char- not character building per se, but, you know, just kind of us understanding who she is and how, how much of a piece of shit she is, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's the same problem that you always have with this series, which is like, come on, like, <laughs> it doesn't really have an effect when everyone's already acting like that. Yeah. So. Um, whatever i mean she doesn't have to talk any she doesn't you know whatever she says doesn't matter because you know she's about that life right so i mean that's why we can't we can only say so much about her yeah um so yeah they're basically like well we defeated your henchmen we'll deal with you we'll make quick work of you and stuff and it turns out lick a tongue mage is still alive uh the twist of uh, all twists is that apparently all of vanica's uh fucking henchmen are all connected to her in some way like voodoo dolls kind of sorta and unless that she's defeated herself uh the rest of them won't come down so all the villains that charmy and luck and leo have faced off uh start coming back to life and the chapter ends with all of the main cast going uh like bring it on because we're the black bulls and we don't get discouraged easily you know um and uh you know meanwhile noel and uh mimosa i can't believe i remembered her name uh, go into full combat gear, and they get ready for battle. Um, I like this chapter. I mean, you know, we gave Annika a little shit, but I think her powers are interesting at least. Uh, I'm glad that it wasn't just like these characters didn't one-shot the whole deal, you know, and there's like probably more to come uh, in terms of development. But, um, yeah, do uh, you have any thoughts, Josh? Well... Regardless of how any of us feel about it, they definitely flipped the script. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
I don't care what anyone says. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> I didn't see it coming either. I didn't see it coming, and it's actually, I don't know. It it, it makes sense, but it's also kind of cool. I don't know. I, I, I'm worried for them, man. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. I think at the end of the I'm day, they'll be fine. I think they about to get. I don't know, man. They they all had to use a real special move that was kind of I don't know. Luck is probably going to smoke them too. Well, they can't they can't die unless like Vanica's defeated. So it, they're just going to have to keep fighting them perpetually until like Noel and Mimosa and Lord I think Pachica. he's gonna. I think he's gonna violate him so bad that he's just gonna be scared to fight him. <laughs> yeah, and he may even turn into a black ball member. Would you mind that? Would you mind the skin guy? If the, if the strong skin man. <laughs> if he became a black, black bull. Um, How would you feel about that? I'd be anno- I would be annoyed. I guess that would be. A- <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, come on, dude. If they turned all of Vanica's people, surprised, like around, <laughs> I actually kind of be surprised. I think that's like, that's like a real line. <laughs> that's like, that's like a whole new level of what the fuck. But I'm okay with it. Um. Uh, no, I, I I enjoyed this chapter. I can't wait to see. I I I'm very curious to, to see what Vanica's powers really are. Um, if, and then the funny thing is that he's the only one that doesn't have an attitude. Like out of everyone else, that was like revived. Wait, which one? Well, I guess um the 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 skin man. Really? What did he say? Didn't he say something like me? Yeah, bro. No, he was just happy to be revived, and the other two people were sick. Oh, oh no! I guess this dude with the long fingernails. I don't know who the fuck he is. The long fingernails guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was defeated off screen. Oh, he got fought against. The, yeah. Yeah, he was going to fought against the, the guardian. Yeah. Well, what else? Yeah. That was yeah. Black Clover. That's my thought to the chapter. Yeah, it's yeah. more of like a uh, an escalation. Um, nothing like really crazy. Uh, next week is going to be more exciting, I imagine, because uh, we're going to get more of a the Vanica <laughs> fight. But uh, without further ado, we're going to move on to our American comics. And uh, it's time to randomize. Marauders! Uh, this is Marauders number 10. Oh. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, Marvel. Yeah. Welcome back, X-Men. You were, uh, were kind of sort of missed. I missed uh, it. I speak for myself. <laughs> I missed it. Don't worry, Marvel. I missed you. I forgot about X-Men, to be honest. I feel like everything else is from X-Men is like... <laughs> that's fair but it's okay we get back into the swing of things i actually like all of the comics this week yeah every single one of them it's a good uh week to come back to uh we start off last we left off uh in marauders uh kitty pride has been killed by uh by bitch boy uh what's his face uh shaw sebastian shaw uh yeah, d- double cross yeah from x-men first class and uh we start off with him going to forge's office and he's like, mm, you guys like whiskey. You guys made the perfect whiskey by aging it 50 years with Tempest's powers. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Is that all you came for? To get whiskey? Um, but yeah, they go on and um, Storm comes in and tells Forge that like his old schematics have been taken by uh, the Russian government. And uh, he gets pissed because like, no, I destroyed them. So... Uh, he goes off with uh, the Marauders to attack this boat. Uh, Emma Frost goes with them. He, she's not at the Quiet Council. Uh, half of the Quiet Council is like, what the fuck? But uh, the other half is like, kill them all. <laughs> you know? Um, 
there's a bit of action. Uh, the X Men storm against this uh, against this Russian boat. They have a UFO for some reason, which is pretty interesting. Uh, unbeknownst to the most of the to the Quiet Council of uh, of Krakoa. And uh, they pretty much. I don't know why it's a big deal, but I guess it is. I mean, they were literally just in space. Yeah. Well, not these guys, but you know, some of the other guys. Yeah. Um. So. It's still cool. While Emma and uh, and uh, fuck Pyro are walking down this hallway in this boat, uh, they come across some evil henchmen, and Emma defeats them with the power of her sexuality. Um. She basically like kind of unbuttons her shirt and like walks towards them, and because these dudes are just dumb fucking dudes, they're just like boobs, and she eliminates all their minds altogether because they were susceptible to her charms. Um, it was smart, but I feel like ultimately unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, she could just do that already. She didn't need to be all weird yeah. about it. <laughs> be I mean, like, full fan service though. I mean, I yeah. Guess. I guess. I mean, never in time across. In all honesty, we put up with a lot more in manga where they just like do fan service for yeah, lesser reasons. We put up with a lot more in manga, so I guess I could, I could be okay. Yeah. So, um, so Emma takes this like anti mutant prototype. It's the first prototype. It's the only one mutant inhibiting <laughs> demon. Oh boy! Hit, hit the soundboard by accident. <laughs> it was still funny though. No, I hit the soundboard by accident, but it was a funny little moment. And then before she goes, she basically cures uh, their bigotry. <laughs> <laughs> when I read that shit, I had to read it again. I was like, wait, she did what? Yeah, Every she basically... they had any type of negative thought or something. About any... Marginalized groups of people, they would vomit or something. I was like, she... Yeah. Didn't she just remove... No, I guess she wants to make them suffer. I guess it's like a hypnosis type of deal. Um, Because I guess she can't, like, she can't eliminate them outright. But she can make them feel some type of way whenever they feel that. Um, I'm also like, why can't she just do that? Why can't she just do that? (laughs) Like, on a regular basis. She's not strong enough, bro. That should be her first move. Like, whenever she encounters any anti-mutant person, she'd be like, you get sick if you hate us! You know? Um... But yeah, they um, they all leave. Uh, they take the soldiers, uh, and leave him in safety with all their memories erased. And then they return to the ship, and uh, UFO blasted into oblivion, and uh, and that's where uh the issue ends. Apparently, the uh UFO is controlled by a fucking piano that uh, Emma Frost's son uses. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> no, it's not confirmed yet, though. There hasn't been any hardcore evidence. But uh, but they strongly suggest, like, how the hell are you controlling that with a piano? And it's like, it's actually because I'm psychic or something. I don't know. And uh, we get this little prologue ish- uh, epilogue issue where uh, the five are trying to revive Kitty Pride for, like, the fifth time, and it's just not working. So I guess Xavier has decided to... Uh, call give call the time of death and be like, all right, it's time to plan the funeral. And the next issue is gonna be the funeral of Kitty Pride. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm glad to have X Men back. Uh, this was a solid issue overall. Uh, I like. I forgot that uh, Kitty Pride was dead, dead man. 
We'll see. It's very weird. I, I feel like they wouldn't kill her off permanently because her being the only no. mutant not able to get on Krakoa feels like a plot point that's going to pay off later. Yeah, like it's... Yeah, it's not about just something to kill her off. But yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Way bigger implications later. Yeah, for sure. Um, But I liked it. Uh, It's pretty just solid standard issue. I imagine more crazier stuff are on the horizon. Uh, you want, have any final thoughts, Joe? Gold egg. Gold gold balls. Who is now the egg? Didn't he change his name? He can't. He changed his name to egg. To the to the just egg. egg. I guess. Yeah, it's weird, but uh, it is what it is. It's time to randomize. Chainsaw Man. Uh, we are on Chainsaw Man Chapter 70, Pinch. Uh, last we left off, the Darkness Devil was blown the fuck up by Denji, and apparently she is defeated. Uh, <laughs> I, that was fast. I didn't expect that. I thought there was going to be more, but um, but it's technically not over. Uh, she de- They destroyed this body, but uh, she says, she basically explains that um, that she has dolls scattered all around the world, so... It's kind of like an Ultron situation where they may have killed this body, but there's like a whole ton of others. Uh, so, you know, for the rest of his life, he'll just fucking, she'll just go after him forever. Um, but uh, Denji's not like scared at all. He's just like, go on. I'm not afraid of you. I'm a fucking immortal, you know? And then the very next page, Quan Chi comes in and fucking cuts his head clean off. <laughs> Heartless. Truce is over, she says. Truce is over, just like that. Yeah, heartless. Oh, that nigga. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, now she's faced with the de- um with the uh, darkness devil herself. Quan Chi is basically like, she sends her uh devil her uh, fiend named Cosmo after her, uh, and we learn Cosmo's powers. Uh, all of a sudden. Santa Claus is transported into this library and uh Cosmos is now talking full sentences. Uh uh can we can we pause this for a second? Um not the podcast, this this yeah. story. Did you see her do a basically a Kamehameha pose on <laughs> Halloween? Like, yeah, that's true. She goes, uh, I'm gonna show it to the people. She goes, <laughs> Hello Hello <laughs> uh, yeah. Ween library. <laughs> Ween library. Hello. Okay. Hello, Halloween. Okay, so Santa Claus is not stressed quite yet. She's like, all right, cool. I'm just here. My mind's connected to dolls all over the world. Your attack would be meaningless, you know, even if you kill me here in this weird library thing. <laughs> in this weird library thing. Yeah. And um, Cosmos basically says that... um. The phenomenon that is about to occur is the natural course. She's like so calm and ominous. Um, and she basically said what's about to happen is that you're about to acquire a total understanding of everything in the universe. And <laughs> Santa Claus's eyes is like, excuse me? <laughs> she, she's like, what? And uh, she's like, I know you think you know everything because you've kind of fused with a little piece of darkness devil, right? But everything you know doesn't even fill one book in this fucking library. Uh, 
and uh, apparently she uh, like she uses her attack and like all of a sudden big two-page spread of just the darkness devil falling through this fucking library fucking she, i guess like cosmos is the red pill devil <laughs> she just like i'm gonna open your mind to the matrix and uh all of a sudden uh the darkness uh santa claus dies saying halloween over and over again as do the rest of her dolls as we find out later um and now that we think all is done and over with uh quan chi looks to the side and there is uh the old man an octopus boy but also <laughs> makama granddaddy exorcist and and the younger boy. And young squid boy. Young boy that knows secrets. <laughs> yeah. Young secrets boy. I guess they. she really wasn't listening. <laughs> I guess she really couldn't hear them. I guess she didn't. So Makama comes in. Died, right? Yeah. And Makama comes in and immediately Quan Chi's like, we surrender. And that's crazy. <laughs> oh that's my god. Cr- yeah, yeah, yeah. So crazy for Quan Chi. Remember, this is the same person that eliminated hundreds of people within less than a second or something, right? Yes, she ran um, through a whole city block and cut off everybody's head in that city block. Ended off the darkness devil itself in its own realm. No, that's not true. She got bodied by the real darkness devil, but when it came to fighting the shit and she turned into, into you know, the devil hunter, the blade hunter, mm-hmm. whatever you call that, what do you call the sword demon? So, anyway, sorry, she's the real deal, bro. Yeah. Uh, she was super, super, super gangster, and she said, "I surrendered a Makama just like that." Yeah, she's like, "Just don't Her hurt." This is a sword, man. Again, an eye patch. Not even she doesn't have an eye patch. What am I talking about? Here's <laughs> a tie and a sword. Yeah. So Quan Chi tries to surrender, and she like, "God bless you." Very sneezy. Ah, no. Um. My allergies, man. Oh man, I feel you. Um. Okay, so she's basically like. She begs her. She's like, I will do anything to save my, uh, to my women, to save my women. I'll even lick your shoes. And Makima. Even like this, if that makes you feel better, then that helps. Yeah. Makima is fucking. You know what her response was? Her response was, a corpse is talking. And then she just cuts Quan Chi's head clean off. Uh, disrespectful. (laughs) It's really fucked up. Mad rude. <laughs> well, not just Quan Chi. She also killed her her women that she cares more about than her entire life. So that's double mean. Like she didn't even consider her feelings or anything. Uh, it's fucked up. But um, yeah, and Makima just sits there and smiles as she sees them all dead on the floor. Um, uh, she's a bad guy. Sure. Oh yeah, she's not a good person. Meanwhile, apparently, all around the city. Yeah, they already know she's heartless, <laughs> so they're just not even fucking around. Wait, but why do they blindfold the? Why do they? Okay, we're gonna talk about. We're gonna. Di- there's a lot to dissect here. One thing at a time. Okay, the next page. Uh, we cut to like all around Japan and all around the world. Apparently, even the news has caught on to this that there's like hundreds of thousands of people just walking around saying Halloween over and over again. Uh, be- 
because all of the dolls that are under uh, Santa Claus's control are still in like under Cosmos's control. I guess that still remains even if she's dead. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and it turns out the brother is still alive. One of the one of the hitmen brothers. He's not. He's obviously not under the control, but he is acting like he is because he is scared <laughs> out of his shit. He doesn't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back with Makima, uh, Squid Boy takes off his blindfold, but uh, Old Man still has it on. <laughs> okay, and then he's he he turns Squid Boy turns around and is like, "Aren't you going to take off your blindfold?" And Old Man says, "I don't want to see a thing." Like, listen, bro. Plausible deniability. I know my lane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get in these crossfires. I didn't see shit. I don't want to be. Bro, it's been a long day. I didn't even think I was going to make it through this. Now I just want to go home. They didn't know if Quanchi was gonna give up or not. That's why I think that's why they wanted to. Yeah, so much. So there's so many layers. This is one chapter. Like no, I feel no like there's so God. much subtext happening here that I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, and it's like I just got to trust these guys to just deliver on it. Yeah. Because you know they have the big boy dialogue for it to get more complex. They just choose not to because that's their thing, you know. That was kind of probably what that's what's making the series unique right now, you know, as far as pulling in people and oh, why should you, you know, give Chainsaw Man a shot? You know, it's because you know they love to say, oh, we don't give a fuck, we do whatever. <laughs> but yeah. you know, come on, man. Yeah, he's, he's an artist at the end of the day and a story writer. And come on. Oh yeah, I have no doubt it's all going to come together. But right yeah, now, I'm, I'm sure like... you could speak of that perspective more, you know? Well, Chainsaw Man's interesting. It's a very interesting story because it's it's very, like, minimalist. It, like, it feels like not a lot happens. But it's still of all, of really... Any, yeah, it's so weird. It's hard to describe. Uh, what... I was explaining to Brian earlier. I was really trying, trying to advocate for the series that, like, you know, it's... A lot of what happens right now is super subtle. And it's like, you know, it's things that even, you know, they may or may not get paid off eventually. But when those things do pay off, when you know, even if some of them do, it's still going to be awesome. You know, it's just the way they plant the little seeds. It's almost as 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 good as One Piece, man. Yeah, it's, it's real hard. Regard, it's real hard to see where it's going. In the series, I'm saying in that aspect. I think it all kind of one piece is good at the subtle stuff too. Mm-hmm. I think it all comes down to Denji as a character, because Denji yeah, is a very course. passive protagonist. Like he doesn't yeah. go out and get things; things happen to him, and it's a, shameless. Yeah, yeah. Th- things happen to him. Like the world is in reaction to what he is, and he has he wants no part of it. Like he's not he doesn't have any goals really, except to just kind of live a a regular life. Like somebody who has a, a man. like someone who it's works it's at a McDonald's, he wants their life. And also ass and titties. That's all he wants. All he wants is like a steady paycheck and some ass and titties. So it's it's yeah. 
and he wants the baddest bitch of them all. <laughs> yeah, the scariest one of all time. Yeah. Baddest in terms, baddest in terms that like she will kill you with no remorse. I guess. Bro, that other nigga took his headband off. Nigga was like, hmm, <laughs> "You wanna see, bro?" Yeah. Um, but that was Chainsaw Man. Wow. Um, what a chapter. So weird, but that's why we like it. It's interesting. <laughs> Halloween Kamehameha. <laughs> <laughs> the Halloween Kamehameha. As he titled for episode potential. <laughs> uh, Maybe. We'll see. Uh, we'll we'll have to chop. We'll have to top it. What happened to this old guy's face, man? <laughs> he got cut from like the right lip or something. I guess. Ooh, ooh, excuse me. I guess it could have been worse. Yeah. Um, but in any case, uh, we're gonna randomize <laughs> Avengers. Uh, this is Avengers number thirty-three. It's back. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's back, all right. It's back. All right. I was not ready. Okay, so this is a whole new but story it arc. It did not make sense to me until the very end, too. I'm sorry, I just got to say this. Mm-hmm. Until, until the very last person he fought. Yes. And I was just like, oh, that's how it connects. Yeah, it okay. took me a minute, too. Um, okay, so this is a brand new story arc. It is Let's focused, break it down. Let's break it it's down. focused yeah. on uh, Moon Knight, who's daredevil level type of character uh he's usually amongst you know those that like the heroes for hire types you know luke cage and jessica jones and all them uh but he's got like he's a lot he's like between daredevil and iron fist where he's got like a mystical thing about him but uh he's still just kind of street level hero uh, of the marvel universe uh and this issue it starts off in kunlun where um where Iron Fist lives and who, what he what he protects the city he protects, uh, if you're familiar with that at all, and uh, he just starts scrapping with this guy immediately, kung fu fighting, uh, and <laughs> Iron Man, Iron Fist is throwing all these attacks at him, uh, but Moon Fist only has uh, Moon uh, Moon Knight only has one move, which is just Fist of Conchu. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he just keeps spamming Fist of Conchu over and over again until Iron Fist just falls. It's super safe one's shield. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually yeah, he defeats... Minimal and lag. Yeah. So eventually he defeats... And high priority. Frame one. Yeah. All of that jazz. You know it. Come <laughs> on, Brian. I need... Come on. I know you, you gotta get something from that. Brian, do you know what he's talking uh, about? Video game stuff? Uh... Sure. Damn, Brian. Well, he does give he does give him like the Ganondorf kick. <laughs> the side tilt, he just kicks. He just sends his leg out, kicks oh. him right in his fucking chest, bro. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, so he he spams Fist of Conchu until he is knocked out, and then he steals Iron Fist's powers with his uh, his Ankh. I hope that I'm pronouncing that right. I don't really know his Ankh necklace, and uh, he fly. He just escapes. And then it turns so out let's he's... Let's be clear here. Let's be clear here. Hold on. First mm-hmm. of all, mm-hmm. it's not that he beat Danny Rand so much that Danny Rand was fighting him without the chi, and as soon as he pulled out the chi, he was like, dog, like, you know, I, I want to fucking murder you, bro. You don't know what's... Like, but you act like you don't know. 
as soon as he pulled the power out, that's when he was able to steal it. So mm-hmm. he didn't really win the fight. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, he spammed he didn't him. Outsmart him though, but he didn't know he didn't know what was about to happen. I wouldn't have known that someone was going to steal the magic power from my hand. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, it's no, it's no knock on Danny Rand. I'm just saying that's what happened. Fist of country. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Fist of country. Good form, Josh. Fist of country. Yeah. Thank you. That's some good form, right? It's good form. <laughs> we then cut to uh, the Sanctum Sectorum, where uh, Doctor Strange is in the middle of fighting a bunch of weird mummy guys. Oh God, man! I wouldn't. <laughs> this was the most debatable one. I tell you this, man. Yeah. Moon Knight is back there, and um, <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, Moon Knight is just is. pulling up on all these Avengers and just like he he hits them with like he hits them with a fucking brass knuckles, but. Ankh shaped brass knuckles. It's so funny. Uh, <laughs> right on his head. Yeah, it left an indent on his on uh, Doctor Strange's head. It's fucked up. And uh, then he steals uh, Doctor Strange's powers as well. And by the way, he's rocking like different character designs from I imagine different runs. This is from his more recent one where he was like being more detective-y and noirish. Uh, so he wore he like wore a suit. Uh, we then cut That's to funny. yeah. We, we then cut to Robbie Reyes's house, and he's feeling a little ill. So he's like, "What the fuck's going on? I think I gotta get to my car to make things better." And <laughs> this was, I guess, the easiest one. Moon Knight just steals his car, and now he has the Ghost Rider car, and he's just driving it. Um. Then he goes to Wakanda to take on the Black Panther. Uh. And Black Panther's like, oh, and he pulls up so deep. <laughs> yeah, he he comes up like, I know this is gonna be a war at some point. I'm not gonna fucking, I'm not gonna come here without like all my boys. Um, but yeah, he he just pulls up, and uh, Black Panther's like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to fight. I'll go with you if you don't attack Wakanda. Yeah, he's like, listen, I don't want to turn this into a huge conflict. Like, look, what, what you need help with, bro? <laughs> Yeah, why I don't know why we got to do this this way. Uh But uh yeah, so Moon Knight is like I can't uh, Moon Knight is like it doesn't matter, we have to fight. I can't it can't not be a conflict. So he just d- pulls out his uh cool Moon Knight nunchucks and right. yeah. And he get, he is ready for the smoke. He's just sitting there like, "Come on. Jaw. <laughs> Fist to conch you." And uh Black Panther's like, "Yeah, no, you can't." Uh and he tries to steal his powers, but he can't because Black Panther's powers are in his blood. They're not like an external force. There's something that's like truly a part of his being. So he can't just take his powers. Uh, but he can take Thor's. Uh, he just goes out into space. And he... Yo, do you see what Thor said? <laughs> so he, I assume that Captain America called him to, to, to Earth or Midgard, if you're Thor, right? To, to, to like to deal with Moon Knight, like yo, bro, this dude is wild, and you gotta go like, like smash him with your, with Moon Mjolnir. So Thor was like, bet, <laughs> <laughs> bet, like, I got you. you. Call, like when you, when you call your cousin that's been locked up, and he can't wait to fight. So <laughs> I mean, like, he's a word. Let's go. Thor is that guy, though. And then, like, Thor is yeah, that yeah, cousin. Yeah. Like his entire yeah, character. Ready for all conflict. But, uh, so, dog, so he's on his way to Earth, 
and he looks at the moon and sees moonlight night there waiting for him. He's like, he said, wait, is that? He, Yo, he sees him. He's like, he is upon the moon. <laughs> nay. And then he says, nay, like, because you know, Captain America's like, oh, you want us to come? And he's like, nah, bro, come on. He's right here. I it's fucking you. moon night. <laughs> who, who do you think this is? Nigga said, the foul villains, gods, he is bold. <laughs> he knew he had, he had 100% confidence in himself. Yeah, so he, he throws me all near at him. First move, the standard first Thor move, just like chucks it at him. And uh, Moon Knight fucking just stops it in midair. And he explains that, like, hey, uh, I, you think you know everything about your hammer, but you don't. Uh, all you know that it's made out of Uru, but you know what Uru is, right? It's fucking Moonstone, dude. Sure. What else? And I but control Moon Rocks. <laughs> so. Bro. So he hold just, on, like. Before, hold on, hold on. Before we even get to what Moon Knight how Moon Knight embarrasses Thor, right? <laughs> the baby thing. Come on. Bro, he, when he healed, he landed. It was like, <laughs> they just said, your, your assault on our, on the Avengers and our allies starts now, like, like stops now, you coward. And he was like, he said, stand down or I'll drench this moon in your blood. And then he doesn't say anything. And he just said, I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's this page. Uh, it it is weird. He's not saying anything. She oh said, "I was hoping you would say that." Oh my god, I found that so fucking funny, man. <laughs> oh, this was the best chapter of Avengers I've read in a long time. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'll shit. give it to him. Okay, so. This might have been the best one. <laughs> yeah, it's Seriously, probably like bro. it's at least it's easily top three. <laughs> it's easily top three be- dead or alive best easily. issues of this run. Uh, but of this of this Avengers run, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, so he he starts controlling Mjolnir and he just spins it around constantly as Thor is just taking it. He's just sitting there like, bah, 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 bah. like it's a cartoon or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so. Then he just like knocks oh. knocks him into the air or into space, and as Thor's desperately trying to get Mjolnir back, he says, "Mjolnir, why have you forsaken?" <laughs> uh, that's when like these fucking planetoids just come in and just blast Thor together, and they crash into him, all three of them together. And that'll do something, all right, <laughs> even to Thor. Um, and uh, that's when uh, his god uh, Khonshu comes down. Uh, he explain he explains to him that like the panther can't be broken. The phoenix is still out there somewhere. Uh, somewhere. Yeah, and uh, the star brand is being hidden from us. So we're gonna have to make do with the three powers I stole already. So that's when Khonshu comes in and is like, "Good, good. Now we shall save the world." And, uh, yeah, that's where this issue ends. Uh, like we said, this is the most entertaining uh, issue of Avengers in a while, probably since this run started. Um, shouts out to making Moon Knight cool. 
Whoa. He, I mean, you know, a little sleazy the way he did Danny Rand, but I don't know. I feel like they got Stephen Strange fair and square. What a what a loser. Come <laughs> on, Doctor Strange. You lost to mummies. He knew that. Well, I feel and more disappointed in Thor. Like Thor's loss is like fuck. <laughs> that was after he got the the powers of um of Doctor Strange though, man. And yeah. You know, come on. It is it is kinda cool. Um it's uh, there's a connection here. The connection that Josh was talking about earlier is that he's going after the Avengers that have uh, counterparts f- to the BC Avengers, uh, yeah, to the Avengers of the distant, distant past. So I guess we're gonna get more tie-in to that, hopefully, because uh, that's one of the more interesting things happening right now in this run is the Avengers that came before. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait to see where it goes. Very good, uh, pretty good issue. Uh, but uh, do you want to say one more thing before we move on, Josh? Nah, man, it was it was cool. He was able to make heroes lose and make me not feel that bad. Of course, except for Steve Strange. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty bad. But um, without further ado, I am... and I like the connection to the BC Avengers. I like the whole legacy. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Without further ado, randomized. <laughs> The Promised Neverland. This is the pro- <laughs> This is the Promised Neverland chapter 178 to the human world. This will be quick. Uh <laughs> Okay. So, Josh, I know. I'm right there with you. <laughs> All right. So, everything works out. Uh everybody's like, "Cool. I guess we could go to the human world now." Everything. Okay. And it turns out the portal to the human world was underneath Grace Field the entire time. We kind of knew that already. They already Did we? That. Oh, yeah, that was a long fact, time ago. Wow, I there, forgot. What, well, there's one. There's a portal to the human world yeah, in that's each the, of the farms. That's why they were going back to Grace Field. In the okay, yeah. Place, right? Okay, I'm, bug, I'm bugging out. That was my bad. I forgot. Um, so... All right, so they're there. <laughs> Even, but the kids, to be fair, had my same exact reaction when they realized they were like, "Fuck!" Uh, like, damn, <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> the basement, dude. <laughs> I can't believe it. No wonder she never let us down there. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> there's literally like red carpet stairs to the human world too. It's pretty funny. Um. Uh, so okay, so they're they're basically like, how we're we gonna how we're we gonna use this stairs to get to the human world, and like, she, Emma explains that she's gonna use uh, she's gonna use the water around the stairs to call uh Demon Grant Morrison, and um, <laughs> and be like, nah, uh, yeah, that's something you can do. Yeah, and um, Phil asks, what about the reward? You know, because like Emma made a deal, as we all know, the the new promise that allows them to go into the human world, and so uh, she's like, she's like, what's going to be the reward? And she's like, don't worry about it. And then we flash back, and we find out that what Demon Grant Morrison wanted for in exchange for the kids being able to travel to the human world was Emma's family, 
she has to say. She, she hold your horses, Brian. This is where it gets crazy. She said, "He says I watch your family, uh, <laughs> and uh, because it's the most important thing to Emma. So the trade-off would be something important. But you know what? The deal itself is to get her family to the pro- to the human world. So he can't exactly ask for her family. So as a rebuttal, the fucking demon king, God." Turns around and is like, it's fine. I don't need any reward. You're cool. Really? <laughs> well, he does explain, but it's kind of... Even the kids are like... What's the way to say it? Dumb. <laughs> it's very convenient. Okay, so all the kids are like, there's no fucking way. I mean, come on, Emma. There's no fuck. This is demon god king. <laughs> he's, not, he's fucking lying to you. And he explained, we cut back to the flashback. He explains that um, for the last thousand years, you've had everything taken from you. These last thousand years will be the price you pay to get to the human world. And also, you've entertained me enough. So, basically, the price to get to the human world was the last thousand years of misery and suffering that the humans have had to endure while living in this world. Yeah, I, there's a catch, and I already know what to do. I mean, I, well, I also, I also can't imagine. I, I'm, I'm like thinking, is like, is Emma lying to them? Maybe so she may like so they don't put up a fight going. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, that's she's basically like, yeah, that's the truth. I mean, you know, we're getting to the human world for free, not just us, but all the other kids from every other farm. We're all going to the human world for free, essentially. And so Emma calls uh, Demon Grant Morrison. She thinks her goodbyes over to Mujika and Sanju. And uh, the chapter ends up where the where the kids land in New York City, apparently. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. The human world. New York City. Yeah. And yeah. I, I can't imagine that this ne- the next chapter won't be the last. But I feel like we say that every week. <laughs> so here's all right. I'm glad you said that because next chapter could be the last. The same way we thought each one of these could be the last, but who knows, man? I mean, just to be clear, was there any comment made about the Thomas Neverland? coming to an end like yeah wrapping up have they said that yeah oh okay. they're in their last stages and they mentioned like during the goldie pond arc that they they didn't want this series to go on too long uh like they didn't plan it being a long running series so they i imagine like they had plans to end it like around this time all right well this this is the thought i had about demon Grand morrison um, I don't think he's being deceitful to the kids, but I do think that the the price to be paid is living in the human world. I mean, you've seen the Statue of Liberty. It's not some, I mean, obviously it's not the real world because it's just a comic book, but it doesn't seem to try to, like it's trying to portray some type of alternate reality earth where everything is, well, where things are different, you know, where it's a utopian society that everyone is thriving and living happy in. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're pulling up to New York City the way shit is 
you know, supposed to be now, mm-hmm. you know, Emma's going to be very disappointed. Yeah, I mean, very, very disappointed. You actually have a point with that. Uh, I think that like there's a lot of foreshadowing. Catching Rona <laughs> immediately. None of them have masks. Just immediately. To... Nah, one of them. They all want to respect, bro. That demon ain't shit. He. And they all. They all go. And they all go into quarantine. I mean, they can't. They're right. essentially they're homeless. <laughs> they're essentially homeless. They don't have anywhere to live. Oh, yeah, that too. And guess what? Not a lot of options for you. Huh, you know, but they're but they're really smart though. Yeah. Yeah, and they can beat anybody up probably. <laughs> they probably just join the military. Yeah. I mean, actually, Josh, that's a really yeah. good point you made. I think that's like the foreshadowing we got with uh, Ratri when he said like the human world isn't much different than the world we're living in now. Uh, it's a really good point. It's arguably worse, man. <laughs> At least it's easy to understand in the monster world. Okay, monsters eat it. Oh yeah. Do we their prey? Over here, it's wow just for just for financial gain you do this to your own people your own species yeah you make people live in these conditions just so you could have more yeah <laughs> well i'm not, not gonna go down that route too much this ain't that kind of podcast yeah but uh you know but yeah i mean i guess i it's all an execution in the end um yeah i'm actually really interested for the next chapter now that they are in the city, I actually forgot that that happened. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, problems never land. Like the the problem with like having this many like stumbles towards your ending is that you have less of an opportunity to bounce back. So if the next chapter is the last, you got one chance to make it all worth it. You know. Um, but you know what, Promise Neverland. We'll see. We'll see when we get there. You know. Um, without further ado. It's time to random. Unless you have something to say real quick. We spent more than enough time on Promise Neverland. Let's go. All right. Uh, without further ado, let us randomize. Is this ice? <laughs> Dickhead, is it cold? <laughs> Venom. This is Venom issue 25. Uh, thank God this is back. Uh, <laughs> I miss Venom. I forgot how much I miss Venom, actually. But I'm happy it's here. This is Venom number 25. I miss the- Brian saying Venom. Say it. <laughs> Venom. Say that. Yes. Venom. Damn it. I keep forgetting to make that yes. drop for uh, for Eminem's Venom. <laughs> Venom. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was so funny because I seen that movie. I seen the actual Venom movie way after the fact from when we started reading it and after he said that. So when I heard Eminem going in at the end, I was like, oh. <laughs> I understand that reference. <laughs> Okay. Yes, I get the reference. <laughs> All right. So this is a big quadricentennial issue for Venom. Twenty-five is usually a big deal. Every twenty-five issues. Quadricentennial. You go, Chris. What <laughs> the fuck does that even mean, nigga? This is, uh, I don't know if it's fourth, fourth, fortieth. Christian busted twenty-fifth stories for this one. Twenty-fifth quadricentennial. Cent- Quadricentennial. Cent- oh, centi- centennial. Centennial is 100. What? Oh, boy. But it's only the 25th. Quadricentennial. A quarter of twenty five of 100. A oh, quarter of... 
I'm not even a sure. Of a Here's the thing: okay, is that okay, like, okay, 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 I get it, I get it. I brought it up during our 25th episode. I called it our quadricentennial <laughs> episode, and I I was trying to Google it and see what the fu- <laughs> if it was actually a real word. And some say it's yes, and some say it's no. But I'm taking liberties. Quadricentennial is a thing. Uh, <laughs> but. Well, I like it. I could dig it. It sounds legit. Yeah. You know, it, it is. It's it's a multi-syllabic word, but um, big fan of it. <laughs> it hey, sounds cool. It's, it, it registers. Okay. Yeah. Quadricentennial. Okay. Uh, okay. Like so, so Brian, venom. One more time, please. Venom. Quadricentennial. Venom is uh starts off with basically a recap of everything that's happened over the last twenty-four issues. Um, if you're looking to get into Venom. Start with 25. You might as well, uh, because it pretty much recaps everything. Uh, and uh, we start the story proper around page 12. Uh, he's basically, we cut to uh, Venom Island, where Venom, where Eddie Brock is desperately trying to survive Carnage, who survived uh, the absolute Carnage event and now is locked in battle. Uh, his son Dylan, Venom's son Dylan, is able to tap into all of these symbiotes. And uh, he used his power to tap into the Venom symbiote and transform him into a symbiote Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, hell yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he's fighting uh, Carnage right now uh, using his uh, psychic powers. Uh, and he takes a minute to uh, communicate telepathically with Eddie because they have that connection because they're both symbiote people. So he basically explains that all this time he's had these powers and uh, he's able to remote pilot uh, Venom symbiotes. Uh, pretty interesting power. But uh, he, and but he's scared about it, you know. I'd be scared too if I was in control of a deadly Not alien. Me, that little boy's a bitch. <laughs> I'd be ready, yo. Oh, tell me I can control symbiotes? Nigga, I'm turning the hood up tomorrow. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, if you're fighting Carnage? We have to Minnesota. What if you're fighting Carnage? If I'm fighting Carnage, no, I'd be very scared. Yeah, that's why I'd be like... (laughs) Okay, yeah. If I was just fighting some random racist dumb cop, I wouldn't be afraid if I had the symbiote. Uh, (laughs) Right. So, basically, Eddie gives him, like, the confidence to continue onward. Just being like... You can do it, son. You're my son. You're my son. You came out of my ball. Sack. <laughs> you better get it right. You came out of my symbiote control host ball sack. You better be. Uh, yeah, how does that work? I guess we'll talk about that later. I mean, you know, he just has regular boner time. And then... <laughs> and then... <laughs> but his... his his spawn is able to tap into his powers as well. You know, sure. comic book logic. Yeah. Uh, so does that mean yeah. he jizzes like the Venom suit? No. Uh, no, we're like not going black. there. We're not going there. Sorry, Brian. Okay, Brian. <laughs> to answer your question logistically, no. Okay, Venom is a whole separate thing. <laughs> logistically, no. He does not jizz. He does not jizz symbiote. It's like a tongue comes out of his jizz. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, but anyway, he ba- uh, Carnage tries to invade their little dreamscape uh, confidence pep talk speech, but uh, 
Dylan uh, you gets more confidence from his dad, and he's like, "You're not alone anymore, son." And then he uh, he just like rips Carnage out of uh, the the talk, and uh, Carnage is unable to hold control, and he is defeated once and for all, probably. Um, okay. Um, potential for one of the best panels of the week. Uh, let me look at it. Where was it? Oh yeah, that's a pretty good panel. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good Carnage panel. Him coming so out of unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even need to go that far. You know, you the skin the, 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 the symbiote's supposed to take over the body. It's not supposed to rip out from inside of the body. Like, dude, you're fucking gross. Yeah. I mean, you know right. Carnage is extra. He has to do everything dramatic. And, I, and it wouldn't be him if he did, so No. Okay, so Carnage is defeated. And uh Eddie's like, Hey, uh, Venom, can you heal my arm? And they're like, no, it's too fucked up. But I can't be your hand. And uh, he gets, like, a cool Venom hand. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, his hand's a symbiote now. Yeah. I mean, you know, he could always have done that. He didn't need to do it before. But no. now he has the need to. Yeah, but now he has to have a full hand, be Venom. Um, oh, he has to always show that he's better. Yeah. Oh, he can wear oh, gloves. Bro, but who is he talking to? Who oh, yeah. This whole time, Eddie has been narrating the events and all the events of the past to the Avengers themselves. Uh, he basically is like, now's the time. I really need to tell you guys what the fuck has been going on with me. And he starts to explain. Uh, he's like, I'm going to talk about Null. And uh, we get this big two-page spread, uh, pretty much just showing us what's to come in Venom. Uh, apparently, there's an Iron Man symbiote that's coming. That looks cool. Uh, if you can see it right here. I don't know who this is supposed to be, but someone is going to take over a symbiote. Uh, some symbiote is going to use an Iron Man suit. Uh, there's a, a, a symbiote's going to take over. A symbiote's going to take over the... Yeah, oh, the final oh, host the one. Scene that was coming. Yeah, these are the things that are coming later. Uh, we see the maker in front of a portal for some reason. Uh, Who's the maker? You don't remember uh, Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe? Oh, yeah, 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 the maker. No, so who's this dude? Is that, who's this dude fighting against this, like, dragon with the guns? Uh, I don't know. Uh, At first, I thought that was Dream. From, but that's a DC. Yeah, thing. it's DC. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell you that's who this is. Beyond DC, but DC nonetheless. Dude, I didn't know that when Dream. All right, total sidebar. But when Dream popped up in the DC Metal event, I didn't understand how big of a deal that was, man. Oh yeah, he's Sandman. No joke. He's he's. I watched I watched some YouTube videos about them. The Eternal, not the Eternal, the uh, the Seven Deadly Sins. No, something like that. They're just, they're like beyond, like the guys. Yeah. Like they're like constant. Like one is dream, one is like, um, man, I can't even fucking remember. Well, we'll get to it when uh, Dark Knights, <laughs> Dark Knights. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, they're, they're probably gonna bring Dream back. They have to, man. Oh yeah, I mean that story's coming. I think like in the next week or two. So we're gonna get the finale to that whole run pretty soon. But uh, in any case, back to Venom. 
Uh, and we see this like weird, this long haired dude, uh, <laughs> who looks like, you know, just every like shonen, like I'm the rival character, <laughs> like I'm just like the hero, but bad type of guy. Uh, yeah, he looks really sinister. You talking about the one with the with the red vi- uh, symbiote? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he looks cool. Um, but yeah, he's basically like these are the things coming soon to the Venom series. You know, pick up the book, and you should. Uh, hard recommend. Uh, this was a solid issue. Uh, it was more for like concluding. Uh, the oh, symbiote's still alive. Uh, Carnage is still alive. BT Dubs. Uh, we get a little shot of him turning into a shark in the waters because he he survived. But uh, yeah, this is this was more of like a recap slash uh tease what's coming to the future slash wrap up Venom Island story arc. Um. But uh, I recommend if you're looking into Venom and you want to read a whole new run on the chapter on the character, uh, start from the beginning of this run or just pick it up from here. It really just explains everything you kind of need to know. And next issue is going to be like a fresh story arc. So, um, yeah, you didn't miss much so far. Still kind of early into its run. Uh, Josh, do you want to say anything before we move on? Nah, man, I'm happy to see Venom again. Mm-hmm. All right. So- Without further ado, it's time. Manga time. I don't know why I used that, but Dr. Stone. <laughs> this is Dr. Stone chapter 151, Dr. X. Uh, last we left off, the Kingdom of Science has acquired a, uh, a biplane uh, from their new enemies. So uh, it, it comes to their attention that, their landi- that there is uh, traces of corn on the biplane which goes to, yeah which pretty much they can conclude that their landing strip is their cornfield which is seemingly close by so they enlist chrome uh kohaku and gen to go into the into the forest and find the cornfield uh and as they go on gen immediately gets the sense is like wait a minute i feel like i have a feeling that you know they're just drawing us in trying to get us into a trap and lo- he tells um, Gen and Kohaku, uh, not Gen, uh, tells Chrome and Kohaku to hang back for a minute and just follow his lead. He'll leave a trail because he knows they're around and, you know, he'll get captured on purpose. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happens. Um, warrior dude from America shows up in front of him and sa- and takes him to their leader, essentially, while uh, Gen just leaves, like, breadcrumbs, essentially, for the other two. Um and uh, at some point, they arrive at the king, this this American Kingdom of Sciences uh, headquarters, which is this cool looking castle. Uh, it's very sciency. Big fan. Mm. And uh, we get to learn. We finally meet the scientists behind all of the inventions of of the American uh, Kingdom of Science, I guess. And it's Doctor Zeno. This is his design. He looks like an evil Senku, which I appreciate. <laughs> uh, and he immediately puts Gen into a polygraph machine so he uh, they can tell if he's lying. And he's like, uh, where are your people? And um, <laughs> and who is your leader? And Gen immediately, because, you know, he's a master of manipulation. That's what he prides himself on. He immediately is like, my master sucks. Our leader is a fucking bad person. And, uh, you know, I hate him. You know, try to get him, like, to believe him and, like, to manipulate them. 
uh but since he's like passing the polygraph he's like it's either he's uh he's honest to a fault or he is a fucking the greatest liar in the world oh yeah and then there's this panel that josh seems to like quite a bit weird yeah (laughs) where he gets straight all up in his face puts his arm on his neck like why like bitch um so yeah um Basically, he asks uh, Zeno asks for their leader's name, and um, he wants to keep t- uh, Senku kind of a secret. He doesn't want him to immediately go after Senku, so he says that he chooses someone more sturdier, someone who could take damage, whereas Senku is extremely weak. So he says the scientist, the genius scientist's name is Doctor Taiju, uh, and that's where the chapter ends. Uh, I'm happy with this kind of development. I feel like. Taiju is one of my favorite characters and he just got lost like in this big cast that we now have and he hasn't had anything significant to do for like since the start of the series almost so this is like a nice little development and hopefully he gets a little bit more screen time um that's really all I have to say uh there's not much like happened uh what's to come will be later it's still good though um I'm happy with the direction Dr. Stone is going uh Josh do you have any no, um, I'm just ready for this new arc, and I was, honestly, as you was talking about the chapter, I was thinking about, damn, you know, the last major thing that happened was the island, and then right before that was the situation with, uh, the war against, uh, I forget his name, Sukasa. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's moving. I'm not always super excited about Dr. Stone, but, you know, when I'm finished reading it, I'm never like, nah. Except for the drink episode, that shit was black. <laughs> yeah, that shit was really trash. I know what you but, mean. But um, yeah, it was it was cool. All right. Cool. Without further ado, it's time to randomize. <laughs> Suicide Squad. All right. Uh, Wait, you didn't like this one? I didn't read it. <gasps> I told you to. I did download it though. I like this one. This is Doctor. This is Suicide yeah, Squad. I it was good. We have been covering it too. Don't worry. I'm reading with you. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna try to make this because what ha- what's so great about this issue comes at the end. Okay. So this is Suicide Squad number five. Uh, this arc is basically the Suicide Squad is made up of a bunch of new characters, new original characters, and um, they're essentially like revolutionary terrorists in the eyes of the American government and uh, they have been enlisted into the Suicide Squad and their first mission was to go and find Captain Boomerang and assass- and like capture Captain Boomerang because he's been running his fucking mouth because he's a fucking reckless idiot so uh, first things first he just immediately blows up their speedster because he's got he's a flash villain so he has some experience with dealing with speedsters so a less experienced one just gets crossed and get caught in the crossfire with him. Uh, oh, he was this week, yeah. Yeah. Uh. So he he sets off a trap, burns him, but uh, the speedster, for future reference, still alive. Um, yeah. Captain Boomerang does not last a long time because all of these characters have superpowers, so they can easily just walk through anything he does. Um, but they're ordered to capture him alive, so. But uh, 
their leader, who is this big bulky lady, she's she doesn't give a shit. She's about to kill Captain Boomerang, but their speedster comes back and is like, "Hey, no, this is not how it's supposed to go. We have a plan. Uh, you know, just let's take him alive because he's gonna heal at some point. Like the uh, the the explosion wasn't bad enough that he was hurt. So uh, they return to Bell Rev, the headquarters of the Suicide Squad, essentially, and now they're like, "Now shoot Captain Boomerang in the head." <laughs> because they made him go through all the trouble of collecting boomerang as a power move so they never forget what happens if they cross the uh the new task force x and um so just like that captain boomerang is fucking dead nope uh what happens next is that instead of shooting captain boomerang uh deadshot actually shoots zebra man who is standing right beside uh lock their new leader and is the one providing him with the force field. So because of this momentary distraction from Zebra Man, Locke yeah. has no fucking force field. So blam, dead. Censored by the con- the uh, comics authority. Uh stickers. approved by the authority <laughs> of DC, DC Comics. Were they joking by saying that? Yeah, for sure. It's a uh, it's a little like dark joke. Okay, so uh, that's, then that's how bad he, he they did his fucking face. Yeah, <laughs> they won't even show. <laughs> yeah, so okay, they then all hell breaks loose. Uh, the new Suicide Squad starts attacking all the soldiers soldiers around them. Um, the Speedster notices that like the Speedster was able to deactivate everybody's uh, head bombs except for his, and uh, he he didn't he just he was just fast enough to do all that, but except for his own. And he makes the ultimate sacrifice. He dies. Damn, no. Uh, and then they call, they make the guy who blew him up. They're like, all right, you killed one of our boys. Uh, before you die, call your boss because we, we would have words with him. And uh, this is the craziest part of the issue. Uh, it turns out that the one behind this whole thing is Ted Cord, the Blue Beetle. Uh, yeah. So they're basically like you, fu- <laughs> you fucking asshole. We're gonna come for you. And the Blue Beetle is like, you can try. I mean, I have access to the Justice League. The Justice League are kind of my friends. So, you know, come at me, bro. And uh, you know, this is a more interconnected story than you think. But you know what? It's Suicide Squad versus uh, right now Blue Beetle and probably next issue Batman. Uh, as they all storm off to take down the Blue Beetle. Uh, why? Yeah, I mean that's the point. That's the big twist of it all. Is the Blue Beetle has commissioned the, this new Suicide Squad to be built for some reason? What? Yeah, him and apparently a nameless group of people have like an investment in this Suicide Squad. Uh, man, this was like I haven't been genuinely shocked by a superhero comic in a long time. Uh, this was a great twist. I don't know what else to tell you. This was like when I read this, I audibly went "fuck," you know, because like Blue Beetle's kind of like a perfect person to do this to, where he's just big enough where it would be it would have an impact, but not big enough where it's like really fucking you got to turn this guy bad, you know. Um, I love it, uh, and the idea that like in this story, the DC Comics heroes are the bad guys. 
like they're like DC heroes that have like a vested interest in being antagonists. It's an interesting spin on it. Uh, I mean, Blue Beetle hasn't been doing shit in DC anyway, so why not? He had like a I solo mean, series for a while. I've seen. He's just been talking to Booster Gold. Uh, he Which was cool. he was like being a mentor to to the Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle for a while. Um, but yeah. Oh, so he doesn't have the actual Blue Beetle anymore. Yeah. No, I I well I don't know. So this is the tech boy that died. Yes. This, so you don't know. Okay. It doesn't. Yeah, this is the guy that was that died in Infinite Crisis in and was resurrected by the Reaper. Infinite Crisis. He was okay. one. Yeah, he was one of the characters brought back by the Rebirth. Um. Man, I mean, he's a bad guy. Okay. I mean, we don't know. He's a bad guy from the perspective of these guys, but you know, it's an interesting way to twist it. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, we'll see. Um. Oh wow! So Captain and Boomerang, Captain Boom. All right, so the rest of the Suicide Squad are down to help them too. Okay, that's cool. Because mm-hmm. before they was like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Even Zebra Man's here. Like, well, I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> you know. Um, oh, you're damn right. He is with them. Yeah. I'm here for it. Uh, that's all I got to say. Um, I'm going to stall while I get the next manga up <laughs> real quick. And then I'm going to random on. What is this next Joker situation coming out? Oh, uh, that's the um, the Joker. is they, They've been doing like 80th anniversary stuff for like some characters. That have reached their 80th anniversary. Like they did, they're doing one for Green Lantern pretty soon too. But the Joker's yeah. big, so he gets top villain. But um, yeah, but he's gonna. This is gonna have something to do with the uh, with the three Jokers, right? No, that's just like I mean, a. Why wouldn't they? No, it's not the no? bit. It's just a big like celebrate. Like here's Joker's anniversary celebration. But it is gonna be the uh, origin of Punchline, which is apparently a big deal. That everybody's fiending for. Uh, but we'll uh, get into that. I, we'll I don't it. care about her. What? Do y'all care? I don't really. I mean, every time I talked to Luke, he said that, like, for the last few months, when, like, before this crisis hit, people would come to buy new issues of Batman in droves because it might be the first appearance of Punchline. It's, it's so weird. And I'll get into it when the next Batman issue comes out. It's so weird. Yeah, you need to break this situation down. I understand the situation. It's just such a strange thing. I don't at all. I don't get it. I I didn't even know about her until she came up into the Batman comic. Yeah, it's such a... It's something that hasn't happened since, like, the fucking 90s and early 2000s. And it's so weird that it's inhabited. Where, like, where people are... I'll just say it. I guess it's where people are just, like... it's There's a thing called, like, the collector's boom or something. Where... Mm. Back in the 90s, like, Marvel and DC would just, like, release a bunch of number one issues. And, like, all across the comic industry, not just Marvel and DC. In the hopes that people will buy them under the assumption that it will be valuable someday. But they're, <laughs> they never were. It's just, like, it's, like, a big way to get people to buy comics. But, and it's just happening now with this character, which is strange. But you never know. Well, oh, they want it because they think she'll stay and be a big time character for a long time to come and all that. I guess so. Uh, I, yeah, but, you know. I mean, that's, that's the only sense I can make of it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. I wish I read it. I wish I didn't forget to read it, to be, to be honest. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what happened. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. All right. 
Randomize. I hope he turns his sword into some good, 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 good guns. My Hero Academia. Uh, this Let's m- go, baby. <laughs> now Brian comes to life. <laughs> this is My Hero Academia chapter two hundred and seventy-two. Good morning. It was a, it, it was a, it was a tug of war between One Piece and My Hero Academia. Yeah. But the VG, VGI. Oh, I forgot to no, get VGC. He goes to My Hero Academia. Yeah, but uh, VGI yeah, goes to the Suicide Squad real quick. Certified VGI. All right, and uh, honestly, let's just get this one over with for My Hero Academia. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified really good chapter of the week. Okay. Yeah, come on. I mean. <sighs> It's, it's been a little close ones. There's been a couple like real close big contenders, but then this was like just too much. And and it once was again, so close between Chainsaw Man, One Piece, and Hero Academia. Agreed. And and once again, My Hero Academia does what we do not expect to happen. Okay. Last we left off, we had like Speak for yourself. we had a we we had a weird interlude chapter with Tokiyami. I mean, good interlude chapter with Tokiyami, but now we get the direct result. Of what happened the chapter before, uh, uh, Shigaraki is awake, he is uh, alive, and we cut to where Midoriya is. Uh, he and uh, an assortment of other heroes are basically evacuating the city. You know, uh, they think kind of everything is going to plan, and then all of a sudden, all uh, we hear, we see Midoriya listening to the voice of the uh, first all for one, oh one for all uh, user. And he's like, basically, he's being creepy as shit, being like, stop him. The transcendent one is coming. Almighty evil And dude, I mean, then we cut back to immediately what I thought would happen. Uh, Manga Cyclops is looking at his face, looking at Shigaraki awake like, fuck. Oh, oh no. Then Shigaraki says, I'm cold. And the next thing you see is uh, as, uh, as President Mike is exiting the, uh, the overall lab, lab with, uh, with Dr. Dharma, everything just starts disintegrating. And <laughs> President Mike is like, the fuck? Um, Dr. Dharma is hype, dude. He's so excited. Oh, man. I was so angry looking at this nigga. <laughs> Ball, you're a fucking simp you're sitting there just like yay my meester you know it's real frustrating to look at um so yeah then grant reno comes in with the clutch save he's like get the fuck out of here flies away with uh both president mike and dr dharma and he gives a warning to everybody else it's like we gotta get the fuck out of here now and then everybody outside of the hospital looks behind them to see that the hospital is starting to disintegrate. We get this big two-page spread of all the heroes just running for their lives, um, just flying the fuck out of there. Uh, Ryukyuku, I think that's her name, she yells at uh, Aizawa to get on. He, he like, Spider-Mans his way on with his scarf, but then he gets grabbed by the leg by a Nomu. And this is the saddest... This is, like... A genuinely sad moment. Uh, As yeah. he's like trying to cut loose, all of a sudden one of Crust's shields comes through, and uh, Crust himself he he just made the sacrifice play. He cut this Nomu's hand off. 
so that Aizawa could escape. And Crust dies with a fucking thumbs up. Very sad. But we got to do it. He is dead. Uh, Endeavor makes it out, we see, with Miracle, which is nice. <laughs> it's nice to know. And um, Yeah. With somebody else. Uh, and then we get little like images across the city. <laughs> the wash guy is like bubbling up all these people. I guess that's his power is that he traps people in bubbles. We see uh assortment Damn, of a few of the heroes died, man. Holy shit. I, I this could be like just coincidental, but one of these like heroes in the bottom corner panels. It looks like Kamui Woods, but I, I don't want to say that. No, I don't think that was him. Okay, so then this happens. Uh, the the Wild Wild Pussycats team, they're running away, but Pixie Bob comes in because she has the power to uh, control Earth. She tries to stop it. She creates this big wall of Earth uh, or of concrete in order to try and stop or to hold off the attack. But we see the Earth dis- disintegrating, and I don't know, man. She might be dead, too. And that's I too- think she's okay. And that's like, it, well, if she is dead, that's two people from this team that are down. Because Pixie Bob is quirkless right now. And, uh, yeah. no, not Pixie Bob. Um, Ragdoll is quirkless right now. Pixie Doll is probably about to be disintegrated. Um, very sad. Um, and then the wave of just disintegration comes down into the city. It's just so fucking strong now. Uh, it's just coming down. And, um, we cut to this big two-page... The chapter ends with this big two-page spread where Medora uses his Air Force to hold off some of the attack. And um, they're just like, we gotta run, you know? That's 45%. Oh, yeah, he uses 45% now with his Q. Last time I remember, he was using, like, 15%. Did I miss something? 20. That, was the, last, that was the last 20? official oh, note okay. that we saw was yeah, 20. jumped all the way to 45. What and that was a long time was? ago, too. So that makes sense. That it was... was. It was like during the uh, when he was fighting Gentle Criminal. That's when he was at twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was his last. Like, yeah, that was a that was a dope fight, man. Yeah, me too. I I think so too. Uh, but that's where the chapter ends. And man, um, this also, was. Can can we talk about how the fact that this is kind of a slap in the face to Deku too? Because why do you say that? Because it's like. So you see, like, he's using only 45% of his power while fucking Shigaraki now has the power to level an entire fucking city. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, but Shigaraki where, cheated. <laughs> look at where he is in comparison to yeah. Shigaraki. Like, he can only use 45% of this shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, Shigaraki is at a completely, entirely different level. No, for sure. Um... Yeah, Shigaraki had like the benefit of having just instant power up, uh, thing with Doctor Dharma's uh, test tube thing. But even before that, he was leveling cities. He wasn't leveling cities before. Yeah, no, no, yeah, he, he, he was strong. He had a range in the fight against. Oh no, no, no! You're a little right. The building that was when um, he, when he was fighting uh, the uh, fucking. Damn, Redestro. I keep forgetting a name so cool. Yeah, when he fought Redestro, he didn't he leveled, he the, didn't level the whole city, but he did level, he leveled the, the tower. He leveled I mean, like a good surrounding area. This he's he, he probably had I don't think he was stronger than 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 um 
than Midoriya at that point. I think he would have been a very dangerous foe for Midoriya. But, like, you know, that was literally right before he could spread the destruction to, like, other... I mean, that was right... Excuse me. That was right after he, he, he gained that new ability. Yeah. When he first went into that town, I think Midoriya now would have smoked him. Mm-hmm. Like, would have, like, would have, like put hands on him bad, you know what I'm saying, before he even yeah. got a chance to touch him. I think now he's been upgraded to that level because he got, and I think he's still going to get stronger because he still has to acclimate to all the other quirks that he has that he's gotten from all for one. But, um, yeah, bro, he's he's signing us now. He's definitely past me to realize without a doubt. For sure. And it's also, we got to take into account that, like, these powers aren't meant to like evolve at this rate. Shigaraki had like a process, so yeah. I mean, he's definitely way stronger now, like by a significant degree, and he's not even trying. So, and this is just him at seventy percent. Uh, he still has to complete like this power up. So we'll have to see where this goes. I don't know if this is gonna lead to a direct confrontation between Midoriya and uh, and Shigaraki yet. Uh. But I do think this is going to be something that's going to change the series from here on out. Maybe one other hero is going to die now. Uh, I don't know. Gigantomachia is still a huge problem. So we'll have to see. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, also a thing. On somebody, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Uh, I'm very excited. The best thing when it comes to this chapter, it really builds a great atmosphere. Like, it's it's all these big action pages where it really hammers in the point where, like, you guys are fucked, you know? The whole time I read this, I was like, fuck, 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 you know? I was right there with right? him. Right? Like, yo, all right, everything's about to change, man. Yeah, it was great. I don't know what they're going to do. It was awesome. But, um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Looking forward to what happens next. Uh, You guys have anything else? My Hero Academia greatness. Okay. Awesome. All right. Without further ado, randomized. Oh, good. Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, this is Amazing Spider-Man number 43. This won't take long. It's kind of like a simple story. Uh, it's finishing off that arc with Gog and all that. Um, it's a nice little wholesome chapter, honestly. Uh, there's a moment... Uh, it is, actually. Uh, the... We last left off Gog, who is apparently a long-standing Spider-Man support villain. Uh, He is giant, and he's able to use pin particles, and he's trying to protect these life tablets that uh, Wilson Fisk is after, but Boomerang knew the location too. And um, Boomerang, trying to escape, leads giant Gog into the city, and they start tearing shit up. That's when Wilson Fisk comes through and is like, don't worry, Spider-Man. I will take care of uh, this monster for you because we are friends. Because Fisk has been trying to position himself as a friend to Spider-Man. It's all cap. <laughs> yeah, it's all cap. The whole time the whole time I was looking at this, like, dude, weren't you just cucked by the by the Stromwinds? Why are you doing out yeah. right now? You, right? <laughs> you were afraid. I forgot you were. I remember you were afraid to go outside. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> he wants no smoke. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm just gonna let them do what they want. 
Um, they said, stay inside. We're gonna wild out in your neighborhood. And don't forget, we don't forget we threw you out of a window. Yeah, that happened. Just the other day. <laughs> I'm speaking to you kindly now. Yeah. Okay, so Spider Man basically he uh he calms down the situation with Boomerang. Uh he uses Boomerang's boomerang to like to try and uh, knock out the monster. Uh but apparently he the because of Gog's past with this kid, he used to play with a boomerang all the time. So he sees the boomerang as a plaything. Uh he's very happy to play with it. And uh boomerang aims it to inside of a truck, a sleeper ring. And um Gog miniaturizes really Yeah. He miniaturizes himself so he could fit in, so he could catch the boomerang, and then the sleeper ring ang- activates and knocks him out. And uh instead of leaving uh Gog to uh kind of just uh rot in Kingpin's hands, uh he takes him in. And now Peter has a new pet, is Gog. <laughs> and I think it's kinda cute. And that's where the issue ends. Is what's up with these life tablets, though? What's the, what's the story with that? Apparently, they grant you immortality, and um, Wilson Fisk wants them, but he didn't know where they were. But Boomerang did. So because I forgot why, but they did explain it. It's been a while since I read it. It's, really been, so it's been a long yeah. time. Um, but yeah, Boomerang knew the location, so he enlisted Spider-Man's help in order to find them before uh, Fisk does. But um, yeah, they have a new pet. Gog is in the story. Uh, I imagine that's going to be a thing down the road. They have a giant monster on their side. Um, the next issue apparently is going to be finally the fucking caterpillar dude. Centipede man. Oh yeah, he's a <laughs> centipede man. <laughs> bro, he's mad, bro. He's so mad at Peter. <laughs> he's so tight. Yeah, Brian. Uh, oh my God, I don't know what the fuck Peter did. But we'll find out. Okay, so the big villain of this arc, Brian, for, crawling on him. is this uh, centipede villain. Uh, new character, new villain. Uh, he seems to be uh, a person from Peter's distant past who has extreme uh, petty dislike of Peter. <laughs> he hates him so much. <laughs> so he's just trying to get i uh, get whatever the, he he starts resurrecting people from Peter's life in order to get back at him uh he apparently has the ability to resurrect dead villains and dead people um but we'll have watch to see. It be somebody watch it be somebody completely irrelevant like well dude i mean fucking like, like a kid like a kid that was watching <laughs> peter from, i'll tell i'll like, tell you sixth what grade a lot of people have like theorized that well, this is a theory I read somewhere is that uh the kindred is actually Peter from before one more day. Uh whoa, what? Yeah. Oh, why would he do that to himself? That's deep. Because right now Mary Jane is back with Peter. So he's like, "You the fuck, dude?" So, so I don't know. Peter is that fucking petty? Like I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty wild theory, but I wouldn't be surprised. I could. I cannot imagine who it was. I can't. That was when. That was when he he made the deal with Mephisto, right? Yes. Yeah, because he killed Mary Jane with his jizz. No, that wasn't it. That was a different story. <laughs> so that did happen. That no. <laughs> but it is okay. a story. Um, it's a story for another day. Uh, <laughs>
anyway, I don't know who it is. I'll give them credit. They really wrap this mystery up really well as to who Wait, this guy is. Like, I can't yeah, possibly. But if it ends up being someone that's super obscure that you would have never guessed. Yeah, like, exactly. Hush in the Batman. I mean, dog, it's like. like eternal? Look, isn't this like that guy from DC? I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, this run has already called on some pretty like, like deep cuts in terms of Spider-Man characters and all that. So it could very well be somebody I've never fucking heard of, but some Spider-Man buff out there does. Because um, Spider-Man's continuity has been left largely untouched throughout Marvel's very long history. So who knows? Isn't this like that, uh, what's it called? The, that fucking dc series with the guy who is like a mystery or whatever mm, you're gonna have to be more specific brian the fucking manhunter the guy who was like before they oh. revealed him wait what, what? Was the name? oh no mark shaw <laughs> no it could be i mean it could be something like mark shaw but i don't know what it could be anyway we gotta we gotta do something else <laughs> we gotta cover something <laughs> else without further ado it's time to randomize one Piece. Uh, this is One Piece chapter 980, Fighting Music. Oh, boy. All right, last we left off, Luffy just got super pissed at um, one of the Kaido henchmen for throwing away a pod of Oshiruko. So he responds in the most extra way possible by going yeah. full gear third and bashing this poor dude on his fucking head. <laughs> and he... Everything's going on a rando. On a on one man, and he accordions him, and then Josh's favorite panel of the week, um, followed yeah. subsequently by his I guess second favorite panel of the week, where he is completely smushed. <laughs> so yeah, everybody's like, F- "What? What happened? What just happened right now? Did, did somebody die?" Um, you know, everybody's in disbelief, even kid is, who is not used to L- Luffy's retardedness yet. He just goes, the fuck did he just do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like, Listen, I'm ready to get it popping too, but fuck. you're just fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Why? when that's when Zoro pops in and Zoro's like, dude, what the fuck? You already, fu- you already ruined this infiltration. What are we going to do now? And uh, Luffy explains, <laughs> it's like, they spilled Oshiruko. And Zoro's like, what? Well, that sells it. They've got to be sliced. <laughs> uh, big fan of it. I love how ins- how different these guys can be, but at the same time, totally in sync. That's one of the cool yeah. parts about Luffy and Zoro's relationship is that Zoro's kind of like straight dude to Luffy's insanity, but at the end of the day, he's they're still the same type of dude, just ready to scrap it. <laughs> he just said, this crew's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> How have they gone by and by sheer luck and willpower? That's all. Yeah. <laughs> it, bro. They get mad lucky. Yeah. And they try really hard. That's it. That's all the straw hats are. And they're going to ride that shit out until they, until they, until they stop trying to, until they luck ends. We'll, we'll see which happens first. Yeah. Um. So the other henchmen still don't know what's happening. They're like, what, what, what? Why did you attack him? And then uh, Apu, because he's part of the same generation, automatically is like, that's super obviously Straw Hat Luffy, you know? So 
Nigga said, why is that setting them off about the ocean? <laughs> the metal guy, he, well, he, he wouldn't know. He was in jail that whole fucking time. Yeah. You know, so it's not fair. But, oh, man, they felt some type of way about that little Japanese girl. Yeah. <laughs> so they all start, like, fighting their way through because they think their cover's blown. And um, Queen is basically, apparently the Kaido Pirates couldn't give a fuck about this whole situation. Where, like, after realizing that they have uh, traitors in their crew, they turn to Queen and be like, what do we get if we capture them? And Queen's like, <laughs> and Queen's like, well, I have someone I, ha- I want to erase right now. So I'll get rid of one of the Toby Robo and open a seat. And whoever fucking kills Straw at Luffy, they'll take the seat amongst the Toby Robo. So, yeah, they all start fighting. Uh... And that's when Scratchman Apu fucking comes through. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to put an end to this right now. He starts playing his piano keys. And uh, he starts beating the shit out of Luffy, actually. Uh, it's pretty yeah. cool. It's, it's very cool to establish him as a threat. Uh, he even cuts Zoro uh, with his powers. Slash, you know? He could just do whatever he wants using his music powers. Um, yeah, man, this nigga's crazy. Mm-hmm. This is the guy. This was the guy we was most interested in. I feel like, right? Yeah, he's like, one of the cooler. The supernova. Yeah, he's right. one of the cooler he's supernovas like, for sure. Uh, the last we seen of him was him running off a fucking cliff. You no. know what I'm saying? Remember that? No, the last we seen of him was. You gotta remember that. I do remember that. But the last we seen of him was actually when he betrayed Law. Uh, not Law. You, uh, kid. Remember when they were doing the yeah, alliance? Uh-huh. Yeah, after Punk Hazard, well, him, Hawkins... We don't know how he did. We don't We don't know how he he betrayed him. We just know that he did. Well, they didn't show that happened. Well, yeah, the implication is that they were going to start an alliance together, and then that's when Kaido fell out of the sky, remember? Yeah. So the the assumption is that like they fought Kaido, Kaido beat the shit out of them, and he's like, you can join me or you can die. And uh, Apu and Hawkins both be like, we'll join you. I guess that's the assumption <laughs> we're going to make. And Eustace Kid was like, fuck out of here. And he didn't kill him? He must have. <laughs> well, wow. he, Kaido's thing Kaido is that, like, really nice. if he comes across somebody with a really strong will, he will keep them alive in the hopes of turning him. Because he has absolutely oh. no doubt that they can't kill him. So it doesn't even matter if they live or die. Might as well oh, stick around and make strong yeah, people his crewmates. But yeah. Back to Scratchman Apu exploding Luffy from the inside. Just like, blam! And, uh. Just him up. Yeah. Zoro has to make a quick retreat because they don't. Zoro. Zoro can't even, like, Zoro's like, how do I even do it? I'm just a man with swords. <laughs> and, uh, he runs away. Uh, they're disguised. They take enough damage that their disguises fall apart and they're in their, uh, regular clothes. Luffy's still donning the fucking cape, the coat, the, the captain's jacket on his back. Uh, fresh coat and um, Eustace Kid like as uh, as Scratch Manapu is getting ready to attack because he's still in his range as far away as they are um, that's when Eustace Kid comes in from the fucking side his blind side and then uses his punk Gibson to just smash him against the wall punk Gibson I don't know what that's referencing but it's all good yeah I don't know either do you know the reference nope. no okay <laughs> I would imagine it's like a metal thing because it's uh, like rock and roll metal thing because Gibson is a guitar company and punk is like punk rock. Oh, okay. That makes sense. 
but yeah, he just slams him against the wall, and that's where the chapter ends. Uh, and One Piece is on break next week. <laughs> oh. oh, I didn't <laughs> even see that. Yeah, it's so slick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is a fun chapter. Um, I mean, me. yeah, it's uh, consistent with Luffy's character that he would just blow this whole thing. Uh, that they. Uh, Law even knew that at some point Luffy was just going to fucking... He couldn't resist. He's just going to blow their cover. So he was going to do something different. And uh, so he blasts... I hope this isn't the end of uh, Apu. I hope there's like more of a fight. I would imagine there is. Because uh, right? he, yeah. he's a captain amongst the supernovas. I think he'll be okay. Um, I thought that it would be Law versus Apu, but I guess it's going to be Kid versus Apu. It'd be cool to see, like, if this was the first actual fight we see out of Kid, is him versus Apu. Yeah, it, it would make sense. Yeah, I'd be they cool. Got beef, they got personal beef anyway. Yeah, and it would be a cool way to show off, like, Eustace being, like, cool, a cool character. It would be a great way to show that off. Um, yeah, I gotta see a little bit more from him because, I, I, you know, we, I don't know if anything's changed in the past two years. Well, we haven't seen so a lot from him bit. either. Um, last yeah, week, I know. Yeah, the last thing we fought, seen him fight, it was like way back in the day. Like actual fight is when he was fighting at Sabote with uh, Law and Luffy. Yeah, exactly. That was dog. That was like ten years ago, man. Was it? Wow. Holy shit! One Piece has been going on forever, dude. <laughs> Damn, bro, we getting old. Yeah, we're gonna High be. School was ten years ago, bro. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I was 12. Yeah. I was 12. We were in high early. school when... Seriously, you were the young one, Brian. I remember. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, we were in high school when uh, the Marine Ford was, like, coming out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's when I first started getting into it, man. Mm. When it was getting out of Impel Down. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That was... <sighs> Prime One Piece. Good fucking times, though. That was before I even liked One Piece. And <laughs> I knew, like, yeah, this is good. Yeah. The uphill battle years. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> huh? The uphill battle he- years of trying to get you into it. Oh, man. And then I finally took that dive when I had blue <laughs> and I just read. Oh, my God. I just read One Piece from the beginning. I felt, I felt like and a I boxing remember. coach where I was just like, stay with it. <laughs> Yo, I was in. I was in fucking, oh, oh, what do you call it? The desert place. Alabasta? Yeah, Alabasta. <laughs> Yo, and I was like, bro, is it going to be bad? Pushing, it wasn't even that bad. Pushing it you through the first half of One Piece was the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> like, it's a human. Oh, God. <laughs> Try to get you it into was, it. It's the most. So much. As soon as they started getting, like, more crew members, they got way better. That was it. You know, it just started getting better and better as they added more crew members. Yeah, I would and say... If you ask me, the major turning point was Water 7. Yeah. And the CP9. Yeah. CP, yeah. CP9. Man, uh, wow. yeah, One Piece, I would say, really hits his stride after the fucking Foxy arc, which is probably the worst canon- canonical arc in One Piece. Foxy? Remember when they were playing the fucking games? Yeah, that's why. No. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> I guess it's the worst canonical arc of One Piece where it wasn't even a filler. It was just bad. 
But uh, how long did it go for? Not long, thank God. Like, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> not... I remember when they were in Elbaf, right? But they wasn't. They never Alabama went to Elbaf yet. They haven't been to Elbaf. Oh, okay, but they was in that place where the two giants were. Yeah, that was Little Garden. That was in the Alabaster Saga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that See, was our fourth. I used to think that that was the giant island. Nah, they haven't made it there yet. I'm sure they will. Not even. Yeah, they will. I think that's what's next. But that's my theory. I guess. I don't know what's so exciting about giant people, but I guess it's a big deal. It's a big deal for Usopp's character. Uh, because... Oh... I think if they go to Albeth, it's going to be the year of the Usopp. And I'm very down with it. Um, yeah, they've been real low-key on him anyway. And they've been slowly developing him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's played a super backseat in this arc, though. Yeah. And obviously in the Big Mom arc as well. Yeah. And yeah, obviously in the Dress Rosa arc. Well, a lot of Straw Hats, when you think about it, since the time skip, there have been a lot of Straw Hats that haven't had like a big shine moment yet. So... It's interesting. Sanji yeah, I don't count the fishman on because they all mopped everybody up. Yeah. Uh, but without further ado. Sanji's finally getting some shine now, and it's been a couple of years since he's got any, so. We had a whole yeah, arc dedicated yeah, right. to him. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, before, like right before, but I think that's what Brian's referencing. Yeah. Um, yeah right. I can't wait to see him use the super suit. That's going to be pretty dope. I Where's my super suit? Yeah, Brian, me and you, we're brothers. That's how that. <laughs> we have the same brain. <laughs> I'm mad he lost to his dad, yo, but it was only because he used human shields and stuff, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Remember, we was all waiting for him to just kick his ass. And he just lost. Kick your dad's like, ass. What? Because remember, his whole thing was like, I'm just going to go until my, team, until my teammates. I mean, my crewmates are safe. And then as soon as his dad gave him that choice, he said, I'm going to kick your fucking jaw off your face, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he did that whack shit. Yo, I was, so, I was so ready for Sanji to just mop up his whole family. And then Big Mom maybe puts the pressure on him because, you know, that's, that's Luffy's fight, not his. Yeah. But, hey, whatever. It happens. There's a reason I'm not the creator of One Piece, right? And, uh... Yeah. Oda Sensei is. Yeah. Oda Sensei. <laughs> All right. Let's move on now. We could get in. It's weird how far we've gotten into the One Piece rabbit hole. But uh, let's continue. Oh, on. shit. We did. Oh, my God. <laughs> let's wrap this up. Come on, come on. Randomize. <laughs> Next and last, right? Oh, shit. Next and last. Holy shit. Justice okay. League. I oh. mean, yeah. DC Avengers. <laughs> yeah, DC Avengers. Last, last we left off. Spectre used his petty powers to turn the league against each other. <laughs> and all of them are just fighting each other now. I do like this two-page spread, I guess. Uh, it's good art. Uh, Eddie Barrows drew this. Uh, he's one of like the first like artists I took notice of when I started reading comics, which is cool. Yeah, uh, he's good. He has one of those legit vibes. Yeah, like oh. realistic-esque. Like very detailed-esque. Esque, yeah. Like modern comic what you would expect yeah that try hard you know but in a good way anyway I, i'm going to skip the first like 10 pages because it's all just the justice league aimlessly fighting at each other and nobody's really hitting each other very hard um and uh eventually they break free of the specter spell and uh they be, they're like specter where's corrigan and um 
basically they explain that Corrigan has locked himself in the pits of fucking darkness because he's pleading with the Christian God to release him of his duties as the fucking specter. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna address this later. <laughs> Situation later. Yeah. You, so apparently, are you sure it's the Christian God. I, it's not any other God. <laughs> Tartarus is. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what other God they could possibly be referring to in this situation. Um, so basically, he's um. They they basically say like if Corrigan doesn't take up the spirit of the Spectre, bad things are going to happen all around the world. So, um, they decide to embark on this mission to get Corrigan back, and they go to. Uh, the place where he would be and around the area where he would have locked himself up is their mascara, the land of the Amazons. And they are fo- they are surrounded by the Amazons and they're like, you brought men here, you know, so fuck you. We're going to destroy you now. And uh, that's the end of the issue. Um, I thought it was fine up to this point. Uh, Maybe a few arrows is going to get shot. Maybe a, a spear is going to get thrown. But, you know, one of them is just going to talk to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I was saying. I don't know who they think the 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 tricking. Yeah. Oh, 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 come on, stop it! <laughs> stop. <laughs> Fucking just stop it. Um, yeah, I thought this was like for the Amazons. It was like just kind of they were over this little moment in their lives where they were like Superman Haiti type of dude. I feel like there's been so much development with them where they're not in that mode anymore. Um, it was just kind of weird to see it come back, but I mean, what are you going to do? Maybe it's the specter being like spectery at them. Yeah. Uh, I would assume that that's probably going to be the case. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, that was justice league. Uh, Josh, you wanted to mention one more thing about my hero academia before we go. Yeah. 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 Okay. So before we wrap up this podcast, so the move that Midoriya used was called St. Louis Smash mm-hmm. Air Force, right? Mm-hmm. And the name of the movie was Air Force, right? Mm-hmm. So, there was a song. I, I don't think the name of it is called Air Force One. Maybe it is, but it was a Nelly song. He was like, son, son, in my Air Force One, son, in my Air Force One, I need a girl. Anyway, it was it was a popular song. Y'all gotta, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would remember that. Did he mention and it? Did he from mention St. Louis? Oh, yeah. Oh, Nelly, you know. And he and Nelly reps the Lou hard, and he said it plenty of times in that song too. <laughs> I'm not gonna be. Sur- I'm not surprised. Um, uh, kind of like. Well, Horikoshi. You know, why not? Horikoshi has like he made a. Uh, a Nike thing, like he drew Midoriya with Nike sneakers at one point. So I think he's actually kind of embedded in that culture. Like he kind of understands, like he yeah. he's aware of it. If it's that more so, it, and just to be clear, Nelly's not. You know, he is a rapper, but he's more a pop artist mm-hmm. with a lot of his hits. You know what I'm saying? So he has global, like he has a global influence because of his songs. So they weren't just hip hop; they were far reaching. You know. Mm-hmm. So it just makes total sense, and then I didn't know he was such a Nike fan. So there you go. 
Connections, connections. I always thought those were like some, some high top Converse he had on, but I guess it's, it is cooler that he got some one. No, like Deku it, shoes are not Nikes, but he did draw something nah, they're with Nikes, the Nike. Bro. They're <laughs> all right. That's all right. it, bro. That's all, all right. Bro. Bay Air Forces. Okay. But that was Justice League. That was Justice League. And that has been our show, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. Wow. 60 episodes. New theme song. So excited. I can't believe we have our own theme song. Drum food. Dude that made this theme song. You are the fucking man, Gunpo. It is so smooth. I was telling Chris the other day, like, dog, this is exactly what I wanted to hear. It was <laughs> in my mind, and you brought it out. How the fuck did you know, Gunpo? <laughs> no, drum foo, not Gunpo. What? Drum foo. Yeah. Drum foo. Drum foo. Foo with an F. D R U M. F U. Yes. Listen, I'm tired. I'm lit. <laughs> I drank a whole fucking beer. Listen. Wait, I said the applesauce. Drum. Drum foo. Drum foo. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we're gonna sign off because it is late, and we're trying to take a take a load off uh, you thank you guys so much for listening you can find me at the chris aspinall at jd cole underscore 37 at b dot esp at drum foo uh drum underscore foo uh you can find the show itself at new jump city email us at new jump city pod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want to talk to us about fan theories what did you guys think about this uh about this week in comics and manga comment below if you're watching on youtube uh, let us know sound off um uh, if you have, I already did the email. Uh, leave a five star review on iTunes if you if you're nasty. Uh, leave a like, smash that subscribe, give us adulation and love. Uh, and Yo, talk some shit in the comments, bro. I don't give a fuck, man. Yeah, Josh will talk you. back. <laughs> New Jump City, Josh. Yeah, uh, but uh, that's been our show, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love y'all. Uh, Peace. Peace.